Welcome into the Sad Titans Film Radio Podcast. Today, James, we have a lot to talk about. I don't want I don't wanna. We're gonna talk about the Titans loss, heartbreaking to the Colts, 1917 final score, run through the box score and some stats, and then talk about the key reasons why we think the Titans lost this game. And then the ultimate discussion. It's time to have is Marcus Mariota the answer at quarterback? Well, we'll talk about it. We'll see where we're at. We'll see where our heads are at. Anyway, a lot coming to you on this quick episode. And then we'll be back again soon to do the All-22 review. So, hopefully. I mean, as long as our schedules allow. Right? Okay, here we go. Let's start this thing. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because I mean, I think that that's how, you know, this league goes. We talked about being able to win the fourth quarter um, where we had been and, and where they are now, you know, the ability to to win the game in the fourth quarter. Um, that was a strength of ours coming in, it was a strength of theirs, and they, they proved better in that regard today to win the game in the fourth quarter. Oh, man. Well, that was depressing. <laughs> why because it was the Colts that's it that's why right no it was like a perfect storm of just stuff for the Titans we had a big time quote that made national media headlines from Delaney Walker after the win from the Browns we had Steve and Eddie's memorial game going on we had the Colts coming in to our house of all things we're coming off a big win it just everything screamed the Titans were going to drop this game. So you think they were feeling themselves a little too much? Absolutely not. I think that we just didn't we, we came out anemic. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, I mean, it was pretty much the Titans got out coached and they got outplayed and they got out refed. Um, they did not get out kicked. They missed a field goal, but Adam Vinatieri missed two extra points that should have been the difference had the Titans made their field goal. Um, they would have actually won the game. Um, assuming that everything else played out exactly as it did, which it wouldn't have. The defense would have had to get a very crucial stop, so we can't just say they would have won. Um, kind of kind of, kind of. one thing I want to say is I don't want to talk about the refs. Um, yeah. I don't think they did enough in this game to cause us to lose it. Yes, there were bad calls, but the Titans alone did this. Right. I mean, there was uh, two bad calls in a row on the same possession that were really the only two bad calls, um, pass interference and then a bad spot. And then, like, a couple plays later, the Titans had them in a third and 15, and they gave up a huge conversion, and then they gave up a touchdown after that. So they could have stopped them on third and 15, and then they could have held them to a field goal all without the refs, but they didn't. They lost themselves. And you can say, like, oh, they were, they felt underwhelmed or whatever after the after the refs gave him a, a first down or whatever but like that's not how it works you know you buckle down and you get the stop and they didn't do that they had third and 15 i mean come on that so i'm just gonna run through the um through some box score stats here starting with the colts jacoby Brissett was 17 for 28 for only 146 yards a 5.2 yard per attempt average but he threw three touchdowns he also threw one interception to logan ryan it was a great play by the veteran slot corner who's the Titans probably the Titans best player on defense right now at least so far this season 
Um, they held Marlon Mack to 20 carries on 20 carries to just 51 yards, 2.6 yards per carry. Unfortunately, Jordan Wilkins had a 55-yard run in the fourth quarter that pretty much uh, was the game-winning run for the Colts, and he finished with five carries for 82 yards, this this backup guy. Um, he's their third-string running back. Fourth string before this game because their third-stringer is out. Um, so they stopped Marlon Mack well, but they didn't contain the running game actually because it ended up biting them. They contained T.Y. Hilton, four catches, 43 yards. He did have a touchdown over Malcolm Butler that took the lead at the end of the game. Eric Ebron only had three catches for 25 yards, but he also had a touchdown. And uh, overall, the the Titans defense, I thought, played pretty well. They recovered a fumble. Um, Jacoby Brissett, like, tried to pump fake and then pull the ball back down, and then he just lost the fumble, and um, Harold Landry pounced on it. And their, their offense was, I mean, they only scored 19 points, 21 if they had hit their extra points, but it wasn't like the Titans defense played bad or lost the game. I mean, what do you think? I, I think they did pretty good. Um, I mean, any team you hold to 19 points. Um, granted, it was three touchdowns. I mean, I think the 19 points kind of deceptive because Adam Venturi missed those two um, extra points. I mean, you're looking at three touchdowns. Uh, granted, they were all short. That back shoulder to T.Y. Hilton was a really good throw by Brissett. Um, I, I thought Malcolm Butler almost had it, but somehow T.Y. Hilton came up with it. Uh, yeah. They just didn't get around. But for the most part, um, they got the turnovers. They got a turnover. They got the fumble that uh, Brissett. And this offense just did not do anything. Uh, they didn't help us at all. It just, I mean, I'm not going to blame the defense. Speaking of that offense, let's talk about their stats. Marcus Mariota, 19 for 28, 154 yards, a 5.5 yards per attempt average, one touchdown. He took four sacks for 35 yards. 93.5 QB rating, which is decent. I mean, it's just it's close to 100, but it's deceiving because he had a pretty high completion percentage and only 154 yards passing. Look, I get it. There's always excuses to be made, but we've talked about it over and over again. This is the year that there are no more excuses. You just can't have 154 passing yards and try to and win a football game in 2019. That's not how it works anymore, unless you're Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. <laughs> He held on to that ball way too long on some of those sacks. Um, he should have gotten rid of it. Uh, granted, there were some blown-up plays that the offensive line wasn't blocking. I think Roger Saffold gave up a sack, but he just—it mm-hmm. was—it looks like he. I don't know what the L twenty two is going to show, but how well covered they were, or if he was worried about Malik Hooker back there. But he was just not slinging it deep. I don't know if it was the play calls by Art Smith. And then to top it all off, we had Derrick Henry, who was actually getting some momentum, and then we just took the ball completely out of his hands in the fourth quarter, where he arguably plays his best. Speaking of that, he had 15 carries for 81 yards, 5.4 yards per carry, and a touchdown. He also added 12 receiving yards through the air although on two catches, although he did drop a screen pass early in the game. Derrick Henry was responsible for the offense's longest play of the game, which was an 18-yard run. Uh, Mariota himself had 32 yards on five carries. Deion Lewis, nine yards on three carries. Delaney Walker was the Titans' leading receiver with four catches for 39 yards. Corey Davis right behind him, three catches, 38 yards. The Titans' longest passing play, I I misspoke a second ago. The Titans' longest play was a 25-yard pass to Corey Davis, which was the Titans' longest play of this entire game. It was their only play over 20 yards. Uh, That's not going to get it done. You can't have... uh, you can't move the ball and score points without getting explosive plays in the game, and they only had one 20-plus-yard 20 20 play. 
in this game. A.J. Brown had three catches for 25 yards. Tajay Sharp, two catches for 24 yards. And the worst run-after-catch attempt I've literally ever seen on the football field um, when a first down is the most crucial thing in the world. And he catches the ball right at the marker and then runs backwards and then gets tackled two yards behind the line again and gives up his own forward progress because he ran backwards. And it was just a terrible play by by Tajay. Um, defensively, the Titans did have three sacks. Harold Landry got credited with one when uh, when Brissett just threw the ball up. Um, Isaiah Mack got credited with one, and then they got a third team sack that nobody got credit for, which I don't even know what happened. Did Brissett just fall down or go out of bounds or what happened? <laughs> Maybe it was the fumble. Maybe. And then Sharif Finch was got there on the Isaiah Mack sack, but Mack is the one who got credited with the sack. Uh, Logan Ryan had a great interception, but, you know, the best player today might have been Brett Kern. <laughs> uh, shout out to Astroglide or Baby Oil, whatever they had on Jacoby Brissett today because the Titans defense could not sack him. <clears throat> I mean, they they did get three sacks, yes, but they had about five or six from what I saw. Agreed. And honestly, the difference in this game was really the third down conversions. The Colts had... A 7-for-14 conversion rate, the Titans were 1-for-10. And that's going to be a recipe for disaster. I mean, to win the turnover battle 2-0 to zero, and still lose the game, third down says it all. And we'll talk a little bit about why third downs were so bad after our break. But right before that, I just want to say, honestly, it was kind of an embarrassment to Eddie and Steve's retirement ceremony, I thought, because today was a special day, and... Yeah. They didn't play like it was a special day. Yeah. And that was kind of sad. It's just really disappointing overall. What did you think of Mike Vrabel electing not to challenge the pass interference call against Malcolm Butler and then the following spot where it may or may not have been a first down? What did you think of that? So the spot one, I really don't blame him on because they rarely turn those over. Um, I mean, even with the way the, the placement of the ball, it looked behind. I, I doubt they would have even given it to us. And if they did, Frank Reich probably would have gone for it on fourth down anyway and probably gotten it. Right. Uh, the pass interference, I was kind of 50-50 on. Uh, I thought it was enough to actually challenge it, but like the booth was explaining and in the chat we were talking about it, that 13% of it actually gets overturned. Um, and I don't know if that's just them trying to keep some kind of consistency or if they're just, uh, what do you call it? Arrogant, or not arrogant, but stubborn in their cause. This is what we called it. This is what it is. We're not going to overturn it. Yeah. So, I mean, just one of the challenge flag. We didn't know if we would need it later. What, we have two per game? Uh, yeah, I mean, at that point, I don't see why he wouldn't have. But I can see with them being kind of the, uh, let's do, let's go on percentages and stuff like this, like, if we run well on first down, we're going to run it on first down. So if they're not, if they're going to call, that's probably why he didn't do it. Yeah, I I don't expect that either of those would have been overturned. Maybe you take a chance on the pass interference, but ultimately, I think it's it, not worth it. So I agree with those calls. A lot of people were disagreeing with that, saying that was bad. I didn't think the game was well coached, though, from the Titans' perspective. I thought the Titans were offensively outcoached, and defensively, they allowed... Too many play, too many big runs on first and second down, um, right up the middle, which left them with easy field position. And then when they didn't do that, they allowed too many conversions on third and long. Just seems like the Colts are always one step ahead when it comes to coordinating. I'm going to need to look at the all, all 22 footage really to see what the what the defense was doing back there. But 
for whatever reason, the Titans just refuse to try to attack deep. They have the Colts are playing up the whole game. The whole game, they're ready to stop the run and ready to stop the short passes in the screen game. That's like what they're playing to stop. And the Titans didn't challenge them over the top at all. And that was just, I don't know if that, that was the play call or if Mariota was just not letting it fly or what the deal was. But it's not going to, whatever it was, it's not going to work going forward. They got to fix that. They got to figure out what the deal is with, with that. Um, right. Yeah. Who was it? It was absolutely heartbreaking. And speaking of breaking, uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Uh, we had full belief um, to go down there and score. And, um, you know, we, we thought if we got into their territory um, anywhere near, um, you know, he would have a chance to, to put it up. So, um, you know, looking back on it, um, wish we would have got a couple more chances at um, getting the ball down the field. I got to do a better job of um, the operation, uh, getting our guys set, um, instead of maybe taking a, a clock on the ball, um, getting the play out so that maybe we have a chance to gain a first down. And we're back. And with that, I'm going to ask you, it's only been one game, one bad game, because I thought he made some awful decisions. Where do you stand on Marcus Mariota right now? I stand in the same position I stood before the season started. It's way too early to tell if what we're seeing is going to be a trend or a blip. And I know it's not just a blip in terms of the rest of his career, and I don't want to make excuses for him. I hate making excuses for him, and I'm not going to say that he didn't hold the ball way too long on it, at least two sacks, if not three of them. Um, I mean, it, it just wasn't that, though. I mean, he, he almost threw a blank interception type interception. He had the spike on third down, which left us in fourth and two with 11 seconds left in the game. Um, he was holding the ball. He was taking some shots that he should not have been taking. Um, I don't know what the hell he was doing. I, I know he wants to be competitive and get the ball, but come on, man. Like He was just making bad decisions in this entire game. True. All that is true. Um, he's still accurate with the football. He was high on a, on a couple of passes um, that were still catchable. Overall accurate. He's just... It was not a good day. I'm not going to say it was a good day. It was not a good day. At the same time, I don't think the... Offense put him in a very good position to succeed. The play calling was pretty kind of predictable. I, I went through and looked at the Titans' trends this game, and I think the biggest problem was failure to have success on first down. As I was watching the game, I thought the second downs were killing us, but it turns out, looking at the set, at the numbers play-by-play, play, when the Titans had a successful first down and set up themselves in a good second down, first of all, every single second and four or shorter, they ran the ball. And they picked up a first down while on a run. So that was a um, a tendency that is now going to be on tape that they're either going to have to break or exploit in some way. Um, but the thing is, it was successful. And as we got later into the game, this is something you like to see. They started to adjust a little more. They did start running the ball on second down more, even when it wasn't second and short. But... One of them was a zero-yard run. It was the time Mariota kept it when he should have should have given it to Henry, and then he ran around the end and took another shot, second or third big shot he took while running the ball. 
Um, the next one was that one yard end around to Adam Humphreys that was really bad timing and just shouldn't have been called there. That's that's the one you give to Derrick Henry and let him pound it up the middle. I don't I don't understand the timing of that call. And then the last one was a three yard run on second and eight, which is okay, but it's not ideal. Um, so when they had a good first down and they got a second and manageable, it was converted every time on a run. When they were behind the chains and they had a second and long, they were mostly unsuccessful except for a, a couple of big pass plays they hit. They took um, one of the sacks was on a second and long and a lot of incomplete passes, um, a lot of negative plays, one yards, negative one-yard screen to Adam Humphreys. Henry dropped screen. A.J. Brown dropped a pass. I talked about the three negative runs. A three-yard pass on second and 18, like that's not going to help you at all. Um, so it was just a disappointing effort, um, from both sides. I mean, the, the, we had this big debate all throughout 2017 coaching versus execution, play calling versus execution, right? Today was a great example of poor play calling and poor execution. And so it's impossible to lay the blame at anyone's feet. And that's why it's way too small of a sample size right now to declare yourself to be, in my opinion, I mean, everyone has free to their own opinion, but in my opinion, too early to say out on Mariota because of one game where he was not helped by any member of his offense except for Derrick Henry, who only had, what, three touches in the second, in the fourth quarter? I think you're right on some point. Uh, like, I don't want to say that I'm out on Mariota and I don't want him to be bad, uh, but I am giving him my Leahy back. Uh, and I'm going to now start looking a little more closely instead of just trying to say, okay, was it something else that happened? And now it's squarely on markets for me. And honestly, if we were to move on, I'm not going to be heartbroken. I will be heartbroken, but I mean, look, 150 passing yards, not going to cut it. I agree. I'm with you. I mean, that's not going to cut it regardless of if it's the play calling or what. I mean, if it's the play calling, then it's time to get a quarterback who can overcome his play calling, right? And put up 250 yards, even when he doesn't have great play calling, right? I mean, that's what everyone's looking for, right? The thing is, those guys are not easy to find. And I get it. You're better off moving on and trying than you are sticking with something you know can't do it. But at the same time, if you just call good plays like you did one week ago against the Browns and set up your own tendencies and break them later in the game like they did with the Delaney Walker screen touchdown catch, it just was disappointing to see. I mean, the last three minutes of this game, if you – if Marcus Mariota wanted to have any chance of winning. I mean, yes, the third and two spike was horrible, but he was put in a horrible position. The coaching staff faking the going for it on fourth down, either go for it or don't go for it. Don't fake go for it and waste 30 seconds there when you know you have to get a stop and get the ball back to even have a chance of winning if you're not going for it there. That was a terrible decision by the coaching staff. And then the way that they managed the uh, the final drive, I mean... The last play call, the dropped AJ Brown dropped third down, fourth down play, fourth and two. The AJ Brown dropped. What are you even doing there? I mean, what if he catches that ball? There were only how many seconds left in the game when they snapped the ball? Thirteen seconds left. Thirteen seconds left when they snapped the ball. Even if he catches that with six seconds left in the game, you're running up there to spike it. You probably don't get the spike. You probably and what does that make the field goal? I mean. You're only at the 45-yard line, so you're if you complete it, it's like still a 50-plus yard. I mean, it's a huge 57-yard field goal you're looking at. It's like, what are you what are you doing? That's not going to win the game. I don't understand. So yeah, Mariota, 
got to be better, got to elevate, got to stop taking stupid shots. Don't go crazy diving for for the first down. Don't let guys attack your legs like that when you're gaining zero yards anyway. Like, that's not good. And throw the damn ball away when you don't have anyone open. It's, it's okay to overshoot them out of bounds and throw it away high without getting intentional grounding. If you don't see anyone, it's not like he was under fire right away and then if you throw it away you don't have time to like see where it's going and it's clearly intentional grounding if, if you're in the pocket for that long and you don't have anything you got to just have the clock go off and throw the ball get it to someone somewhere spike it at your running back's feet do something you cannot just take a sack especially before the missed field goal cost them seven yards and i know that field goal was way wide right anyway but when you're seven yards closer you don't have to put as much power into the kick and who knows? I mean, I'm not saying that that was the difference in the game because there were a lot of things that were the difference in the game, but that was huge. But all that said, it's one game. I mean, it's just one game. And it's always just one game. I know it's always just one game, but we said we'd give him this year. I'm talking to you, Titans fans. We all said we'd give him this year. If it's this game is enough for you to say I'm done, then I don't think you were not done because that is the kind I mean if that's the case then you were done already you know it's going to take more than just one horrible I mean it wasn't even a horrible it was an average outing right no turnovers although he could have had a fumble that was luckily recovered by the offense um and he could have had an interception that Darius Leonard dropped but ultimately no turnovers and just too safe though and it's too conservative too conservative by the quarterback and too conservative by the play calling both so Put the blame on both. You can't isolate it here. That's why I think it's too early. But anyway, that's all. That's all I have. I've pretty much said my piece as well. Uh, I just kind of want to forget about this. And let's stop fighting, guys. I mean, we're all Titans fans out here, right? We're all rooting for the best. Whether or not Mariota ends up being the guy this season, can't we just all root for him to be the guy this year? Because whether you like it or not, that is the best case scenario for the Titans. Rather than having to go either give up a bunch of resources to trade up and get a quarterback or, and what if you're wrong? You know, Mitch Trubisky looks like he is not the real deal. And Chicago gave up a lot of picks to move up one spot, which is crazy to get him. And look where they are with a great defense. They're people were rumors that the Titans thought they were wasting a Super Bowl defense. No, no, no. The bears are the ones wasting a Super Bowl defense right now. Okay. And it could always be worse. Guys can always be worse. We could be the so Dolphins. Let's just root for Mariota. We could be the Dolphins. Let's just root for Mariota to get it together and be the guy we need him to be because the alternative is dark, a dark, dark place for fandom. And I don't want to go there. I don't want to think about it yet because it's too early. It's too Not early. again. It's too Not again. And Taylor Lewan, I just want to say this. I want to give Art Smith a tiny benefit of the doubt. Firstly, it was hot. It was very hot out today. And I know it was very hot for the Colts as well. But And I know the Titans should have been better prepared to play in the heat because they practice in the heat like every single day. But Mike Vrabel said something after one of the practices this week that was pretty interesting because he was asked about the Heat and if the Titans should have an advantage. And Vrabel said something like, well, you know, when you're playing really well, the Heat's not really that much of a problem. But when you're not playing so well, it is hot or something along those lines. So I think that could have, like, just looking to the future of the season, that could have played some factor just for some element of optimism. And then... A rookie offensive play caller is going to have bad games and go through growing pains. And especially if uh, 
I need to look at the all 22 because I'm not sure if this is true, but the Colts may have been going single high, which would be a huge tendency breaker for them because they go almost exclusively cover two. So I need to see if that was true or not. Um, I just saw somebody say that on Twitter. I didn't actually notice it. So I need to look and see if that was happening. But rookie offensive play caller, going to have bad games. It's going to happen. Um, and also, to his benefit, a lot of 12 personnel, a lot of 13 personnel, Taylor Lewan is not out there. So we do not know how much of this game planning is to help Dennis Kelly, who was getting a lot of help in this game. So let's give him a tiny benefit of the doubt there. We don't really know what this offense is going to be until Taylor Lewan comes back in week five, and that sucks. That sucks that it's happening during this huge year for Marcus where he's under the microscope and every play matters. But let's keep the bigger picture alive here. It's only week two, Thursday night football. If there's any remedy for the Titans problems, it's Derrick Henry getting to go against the Jags, right? Yep. Don't old takes me. Do not old takes expose me on that one. That would suck, right? (laughs) Knock on wood. Here we come. Let's go. If you're with me. All right. For the boys on three. One, two, three. Be sure to subscribe. Music City Miracles. We're all depressed right now. Whatever. Follow James at South Texas Titan. Follow me at Titans Film Room. More coming soon. All 22 review. And uh, so stick around, look for that. Probably, I don't know how much we're going to get to talk about Jacksonville because the game is on Thursday, but we'll do our best. Till then, adios, amigos. I love you, Titan fans. It's like Justin said, try not to fight. Even if you're right, you're still an asshole at it. So chill out.